Take my time. Uh oh. Hey. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Kayvon and Friends. I have an extremely special guest with me this this uh, fine day. Uh, she goes by the name of Nahal or Miss Idun, if you will. Uh, so please say hello to the folks. Hi, guys. How's it going? It, it is a great, distinct pleasure to have you on this podcast. I've been I've been wanting to have you on here for a few weeks now, for sure. It's been hard to to schedule you in because of your very, very busy and prominent schedule. A, so I'm thank a, you so much for being here. I'm a hot commodity, Kevon. <laughs> the hottest of them all. <laughs> Awesome. So I know. So something I've always appreciated about you. One of the things, one of the many, many things, is that you you have a a strong uh, desire and love for for sports, specifically basketball. But I want to keep things a little bit more uh, generic today. But yeah, let's. I want I want to talk a little bit about basketball, the things that that you've experienced in your life that has sort of that your passion has sort of shown through, and then also maybe how that relates to. Uh, certain other sports that that I might be a little bit more familiar with and can discuss with you. So maybe I can ask you a question to start us off. What was the when was the, around the first time you realized that you were really into sports or into specifically basketball? What was that experience like? I was actually in Los Angeles visiting my cousins. Um, I was probably like fourteen, fifteen years old. My cousins okay. were like four or five years older than me, so they really were into um, the Los Angeles Lakers at that time. Uh, mm-hmm. So. At one point, I remember they had given me some basketball cards as well. And that's where it kind of intrigued me. And from there, I remember, like, I would start watching here and there. And I became a huge Kobe fan. Um, I legitimately, like, I went and I asked my parents to buy me a... Kobe Beef or the the basketball player? No, no, no. Kobe's a basketball player. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. I, I want to make sure that the listeners were clear as to who we were talking about or what we were talking about. Of course. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Makes sense. But... Yeah, so from there, uh, you know, my parents ended up buying me a jersey, and that's where I kind of fell in love with the game and with Kobe specifically. And he was kind of an idol to me and obviously to a lot of people, as we noticed uh, after his uh, death. But- Tragic demise, yes, a very unexpected incident that was yeah. that really took took the sports world by storm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's really crazy. So so basketball was kind of the first sport that you really started to focus on and became interested in, and, and it was due to your. You said it was your cousins or your relatives in in LA. Yeah, my first cousins they got me into it. I honestly like I love every sport, but basketball is just one sport that really gets my attention at all times. It resonates with you, I feel. Yeah, like, you know, hockey, I know you love hockey. Mm-hmm. I, I go to hockey games here and there when I get free tickets. I, <laughs> you know, like, that's where, that's where I hit my limit. The thing with hockey, yeah, yeah. you know, it's fun to watch when you're at the stadium, but from home, I feel like, you know, it takes so long for a goal to be, like, you know, for right. a puck to be thrown into the net. Yeah, I mean, you can't technically throw it, but I know what you mean. So yeah, I think the thing with basketball is there's so much instant gratification because like every few minutes or every even even within 30 seconds, there could be like two or three amazing plays that happen and there's tons of scoring. So I can see there's totally a lot of appeal and draw to 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 watching a basketball game because it's not like you're waiting for like in in football or soccer you're watching like a one nothing game one one two one at at you know at its peak in hockey maybe you've got like three four five goals but like if you're scoring up into the hundreds in basketball then there's a lot more like lot more to cheer for really in that in that aspect i can i can see where that 
that would lead yeah yeah you're right it's that instant gratification you can tell how much i watch hockey from the way i spoke about it earlier <laughs> no well that's fine too because i mean technically fernanda and i the majority of times we go is free tickets as well i think we're blessed that her her office actually offers them to her once in a while which is awesome and like maybe once every two three seasons if there's a special game like someone's jersey retirement then i'll maybe like pony up to, to go but even then i won't go to like the the nice seats down below i like to be with the real fans up up above so that's, that's what we like to say that's what our us poor folks like to say real fans are up in the upper upper third tier yeah, yeah so anyway i actually yeah. remember i actually remember seeing you guys well i didn't see you but at the sadeen brothers jersey retirement game um yeah yeah that that was a pretty cool game to experience and watch i was very fortunate to be at that game um yeah i've only been to really three four games like hockey games so Mm -hmm. one of them being that was a very very fortunate experience for me so the the la lakers definitely had an era where they were just dominating the entire league was that sort of like did that sort of align with that first time where you started to fall in love with and you saw like you got to witness that absolute domination or did that come a little bit after was that a little bit before uh no it was before for sure Mm -hmm. but uh you know they were always you know one of the best and get the best teams in the league so i mean it's not because i'm a bandwagon let's just put it out no 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 no, no. i wasn't but, saying that it, it happened to coincide yeah but with with the team itself um i've always been a lakers girl you know and at that time as well the toronto raptors really sucked so yeah you know very new very new yeah i'll tell you one thing like just speaking about it now currently i'm a huge Toronto Raptors fan as well so big ups to my Canadian basketball team and uh, Vince Carter what what (laughs) (laughs) no no he's out he's out I know I know I know I'm just you know you know I'll tell you one thing about the Toronto Raptors I mean right now looking at the league um in regards to the Los Angeles they're still playing really well they got Mm -hmm. LeBron James now and yeah new era starting yeah but but you can tell with the Toronto Raptors how well they are as a team like they all even the bench players are play like they're good players and if we throw them onto the like court they can dominate and give us points so um big ups to toronto raptors they're like dominating and i think they'll continue to give us uh championships after championships yeah with my limited knowledge of basketball i could even tell even prior to the year that they won the last couple years prior to that they were pretty much dominating the regular seasons and that that's a really good sign that's actually a very similar thing to what the vancouver canucks were doing back in like the i don't know what you call that the early 2000s or even the the late 90s and that no is it not 2000s no sorry the late 2010s is what i meant to say there for a few years they were like top of their league top of their conference top of the division and so like that type of stuff if it but it's tough because sometimes it just doesn't translate to postseason success and there's those certain key players those key depth players like you're talking about those bench players if they play their roles properly then the team can actually really flourish and succeed in the postseason and you don't have to build your team necessarily around that one superstar like a lebron like a jordan uh, and you can have maybe like a lot of key players that can like play well as a team and, and build those points up together. And I think they had had that really great foundation for a couple of years. So it's not like they came out of nowhere and won. It might have still been unexpected because they're the only Canadian team and that's rare. But I think there was definitely uh, some precedent, some logic for them having won that championship and so i don't imagine that going away even though uh was a Kawhi left right yeah but i think that's i mean he was an important piece as far as i can tell but i think i think that they can fill that void you know somewhat easily and then try to compete some more in the years to come and they have so that's really nice so let me ask you a question 
if okay. we get the Grizzlies back in Vancouver, would you yeah. become more of a basketball fanatic or or what? Well, I was around during our original Grizzlies stint. I, I was a big fan of Sharif Abdul Rahim. Uh, he was he was a really cool dude. I I wasn't I always thought Big Country Reeves was a bit of a joke. I didn't know why he was in the league. He f- felt like he was, I don't know honestly I don't know why he, what he was doing there. And then we had like one or two other players. Mike Bibby I think was really good for a while, but like I never I never really even enjoyed it when I go to watch the game on on site. It's really weird live for me. Seeing basketball is I feel like in the opposite way the instant gratification is a little bit too much. Like it's almost like it's happening every second i have a, i have a funny stupid thing that i always tell anyone who's a basketball player I'm probably a basketball fan i've probably already told you as well but i think that my theory is that they should give each team 100 points only have only have two minutes on the clock like the whole game is two minutes have zero timeouts and just have like the two and then just try to like beat each other in those last two minutes like i think for the most i'm not obviously i'm being facetious because not all games end up like that and there's way more drama and build up but i like for me when i'm seeing highlights or when i'm seeing final scores it's always like 112 to 114 or like 108 to 104 i'm like the games are so close and they're all above 100 just give them 100 to start with and then at the end of the game is so frustrating because there's like 3700 timeouts <laughs> so i'm like ah just play the finish the game so yeah so anyways i just i just be silly and i say those i say those types of things but i definitely like but you can some of the things that's amazing about basketball is just the like the amazing skills that, that that they have to be able to jump that high to slam to do those ankle breaking like moves from one direction to the other like there's a lot to really enjoy and, and pick apart and 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 celebrate in that sport so it's not like i'm a hater or anything i just it was never my favorite growing up and funny enough a lot of my close good friends while i was growing up were actually very much into basketball so i don't know if that had anything to do with me being a contrarian and going the opposite direction or just me falling in love with hockey at a very young age and not being able to see anything else up to that level but but yeah it's, it was really good stuff. So I mean, yeah. I, so it's funny when when actually we had this uh, Fernando. Do you remember when we went to the uh, Raptors versus Suns game, the Phoenix Suns game? I was always a big fan of Steve Nash because I like supporting our Canadian talent. Um, like, wait, what's that name? Andrew Wiggins is is he still doing well in the league? Like he was supposed to be like a like a number one like future player. Like he was the first Canadian to go first overall, which is exciting. Is he doing anything these days in the league? Or? Eh, but I'll tell you one thing. Steve Nash is killing it still in the league right now in terms of just being a coach and an awesome coach. Really? That's good to hear. Yeah. I, I, where, where is he? What team? Uh, he's right now, I believe he's still coaching the Suns. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I can't, I can't remember right now off the top of my head. I think it, but he's doing shoot. What's but anyways, he's doing. Um, he's killing it right now in terms of. In terms, he of- seems to have a good mind for the sport. Like he might not have been the most physically talented, but it seemed like he could. He was always aware of where everyone was, and he had a great game sense. Like you can tell when someone is either just naturally, just really like naturally skilled and raw talent, and you can see when someone knows the game like intellectually in a weird way. And I felt like he was one of those intellectuals of the game where he could like beat you with his brain more than his like actual physique even though i'm sure he was in shape in great shape but like you know what i mean he had that kind of like vibe to him yeah and i remember i was such a big fan of steve nash at the time just i mean mostly for the being canadian thing and you know being the little guy on the team but like still succeeding which is kind of like the underdog story that everyone loves but i remember there was a raptors versus Suns um exhibition match in vancouver several years ago 
I remember there was a lot of people in Vancouver, whether it was because of the Toronto hate or whatever it was, but they were cheering for the Suns. Like, like the Suns were had louder crowd noises than than when the Raptors scored. For example, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, we're very fickle peoples over here. Do you do you watch uh, do you watch like soccer at all? I I love yeah so I love I love watching like World Cup soccer Olympics is really f- fun and interesting like Champions League stuff gets interesting I don't really go dive too deep into like you know like individual leagues like country leagues that much maybe the Italian league because I kind of grew up with the, with AC Milan being my my sort of my team or, or team Italy but yeah I think when it's national anything sort of national competitions those are always very exciting to watch so I'll watch those my dad also would always be watching games so i'd sit down and watch games with him he'd be watching like recording three or four of them a day and just going through i'm like wow it's really devoted nice that's awesome but yeah so okay so basketball i mean so my fondest okay i have a personal story about basketball that i think that that started a little bit of sparked a little bit of interest in my life i remember i was probably let's say 13 or 14 i was very young i'm not i'm not the biggest person as you know i'm not the strongest person or the or the fastest person you know all these things about me for sure but i remember this one time a, a few friends and i were playing a pickup game in in the schoolyard and my brother was just happened to be walking by the schoolyard and he ended up joining in in our in our basketball game and so it was me no you know what we might have been a little bit older older might have been 16 um so i remember it was me and then there was like three other guys it was a it was a two-on-two match and it was me and uh my one el salvadorian friend uh who who is not who is about let's say my height just to be kind mm-hmm. and then it was it was my really tall turkish friend and my brother that were on the other team so my brother if you don't know is nine years older than us so obviously the age difference made a big big factor but at, it was i'm one of those people that i get very competitive at certain times and that was definitely one of those times where I felt like we were at odds like because one of them was tall one of them was older I felt like I had to like put it into overdrive and I that was the first time I realized I had an overdrive because I always thought I would just be like average at whatever all the sports but I I, I I pushed so hard and I played so hard even though I'd miss half the shots I'd like jump up get those rebounds I'd like get around people and I'd like just work harder and I found that that was really interesting that I actually I found that extra that extra level that I never knew I had. And we ended up winning that game, which was really intense and unexpected because I didn't think we could beat someone who's like a foot taller plus someone who's like 10 years older in, in, a, in a two-on-two game like that. Yeah. So that was definitely the highlight of my basketball life. <laughs> I've never had a good game like that before but like or, or since then, but I think that was one of those moments where I could see how like even hard work can really pay off. Yeah, you don't have to be tall to be a good basketball player. That's the most. It helps, but you don't have to. You're right. Steve Nash definitely has has shown us this, and Muggsy Bogues and some other players like yeah, that too. And Curry, like you know, all these points. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of guards out there. Uh, Kyle Lowry, like these guys are all like short for their, for their, uh, you know, the league. But they're still like really, you know, it all comes down to the technique and the skills that you have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah so so you first realized that you were into basketball at maybe like 14 15 13 14 15 somewhere in there and then what's because you can like something for a few years and then let go of it what's really in your opinion the the staying power the lasting impression that basketball leaves on you that you've still kept you've still kept devoted all these years it's the excitement and honestly uh, one big reason was really like um at the time watching Kobe play until he retired. Uh, but still, it's the excitement and now having a new team to kind of cheer on and motivate, like it's the motivation behind it. You need something exciting like sports in your life, you know, at the end of the day. So 
mm-hmm. I've always been a basketball fan. And I always will be. I feel like you know. I feel like it too. Yeah. If like whenever anyone's talking about basketball, you're one of the first like two people I probably think about. Uh, when I'm when like, oh, I have a friend who like really loves basketball, and it would like come up. You'd be one of the first people on my mind. So like, it's not like you're just some rando like tenth person I'm thinking about when, when <laughs> like going through my 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 rolodex of of names. But like you're definitely up there when it comes to that. Uh, that as well as Drake Love, obviously. So we've got to shout out Drake real quick. Shout out to. Um, my husband man soon to be i i didn't i the only reason that she didn't get a drake intro song is because i said to pick something different <laughs> otherwise that was her very first instinct i'm like i know everyone's gonna know so we went with something different anything um anything drake is my uh my forte i love him to death and uh if he ever listens to this podcast uh you know i'm here if Inshallah. to uh, to live in your new place with <laughs> Hey, speaking of Drake and basketball, what did you think of all his uh, shenanigans during the during their championship run? Did you did you like that? Was it part of the entertainment value? Did you think it was a distraction? You know, what are your overall thoughts about about Drake and his and his official capacity with the Raptors you organization? Know, I'm a full supporter of my spouse, so whatever Drake wants to do, I am right behind him. So you you so you're saying you you'd slide you'd you'd slide in right behind him, <laughs> right? Right you slide right behind them, yeah. If you can get me into for like you know meeting all the Raptors, you know why not? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I think you'd be a great manager for Drake because you'd have his best interest at heart, hundred percent. Yeah, no, but uh, no, it, I I I found it rather entertaining, and um, you know, at the end of the day, just watching Drake being excited for his team—that's all that matters—and wanting his team to win. I mean, we all would do the same thing that he did, so. Are you down for having uh, the great debate of of who's the who's the goat? I have, I, I'm sure you've heard a lot of goat talk when it comes to the best basketball player of all time. I'm not gonna get into that. I'm not gonna get into because I know, for example, the Michael Jordan documentary just came out, so that's really been a buzz uh, about on the internet lately and all, on all the vlogs and and podcasts out there. So I'm just curious. Let's let's leave. Maybe we can leave MJ out of this because he's sort of his more historic. But of recent history, let's say for example Kobe and LeBron and all these types of folks. Who do you think has that je ne sais quoi that that cutting edge that just puts them up up over top or Maybe if you want to be more PC about it and be more like even or balanced, you can say, well, I think this person so-and-so is the best at this particular thing, whereas this person is best at this thing. I want to know what your what your true deep down opinion is on that stuff. Do you want to know my true opinion? 100% truth. Kobe, Kobe for life. Like I, every time someone comes back with like, you know, an argument about LeBron James, you know, as much as I love him as a person, but on the mm-hmm. court, um, I don't know. I've just always been a Kobe fan and I always will be a diehard Kobe fan. So Kobe is number one in my mind in terms of the best basketball player, like in comparison to LeBron James. So is that, of, is that of all time or you mean like the most well-rounded? What's the sort of the qualification there? I, will, I, I you know, I want to say of all time, but I know like we got, Michael Jordan up in there like we got you know there's so many great like basketball players out there but I just Mm -hmm. again Kobe has always he there is a reason why I'm a Kobe fan you know like from day one I've been watching him play his skills the way he just like you know he was a role model even in terms of basketball to so many people because he was one of the best so I will. LeBron James learned from Kobe Bryant. It's right. Ah, oh, okay. 
at the end of the day, yes, LeBron is doing like he's like surpassed uh, Kobe and certain things, but mm. at the end of the day, how did LeBron get to where he was? There you go. Yeah. So someone had to be there to sort of pave the way, right? Exactly. Is that kind of what you're saying? Exactly. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, you're you're definitely ride or die. If there's one thing I can say about you, you ride and you and or you die <laughs> with the people that you love. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Something that I respect about you a lot. Thank you. Yeah. So that's it. But you know, ever since uh, quarantine has hit and COVID, <laughs> it's just like it's been it's been hard. You know, not being you must miss it a lot, don't you? It sucks not being able to watch any basketball during this time and just in general sports because of the whole situation, yeah. right? So it's rough. Yeah. Um, and who knows how long we will be without sports because of this. Um. So I'm I'm kind of, you know, taking a. a day by day to see what happens but yeah, it sucks not having something to look forward to let's assume that the league will not have will not restart this year just for the sake of the argument which team in the nba do you think really had what it takes or took to have made it all the way and probably won won the championship this year which team was really looking like they had that potential as impartial as you can be i i really was hoping uh, the raptors again would make it up to the Ooh, repeat um, interesting yeah i I really think they have what it takes right now with the mm-hmm. team that they have in place uh, to get to the finals once again. I don't think they really need Kawhi. Kawhi, like you said, was a great asset to them. Um, but we have seen throughout, like you know, throughout their game play how like Siakam came into the picture and like um, you know. Uh, like uh, what's the Kyle Lowry and you know all these guys have come into the picture. Um, they've stepped up. Ste- they've stepped up and they really yeah. like the whole team. I just sorry, it's um, I can't think of all the names right now, but like they've just all stepped up right now, and uh, I can really see them again getting to the finals. I would be quite interested to see who they would be playing against. But yeah, that was curious too. Who do you think would make it out of the West? Do you think the Lakers have have it yet, or is it going to take a, a year or two to get into that? Position? Yeah, I think it would. Be, I don't think the Lakers would have made it. I think it would have been probably the Clippers. Oh, the Clips! They're doing that well. I didn't know that. Yeah. Secondary LA team. Yeah, Clippers were doing really well. I mean, Lakers were also doing well. I'm not saying they weren't, but the Clippers were doing like I could see them hitting the finals too. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So, what's going on with the New York Knicks? Do you have any? Do you have any background to, to why the Knicks have been have, or like even their own fans are just like leaving them in droves and like I hear something like the the ownership doesn't want to like change their path and like they're just just constantly playing poorly like is there something going like systemically wrong with that organization that you know about no. or that you've heard about No I don't know much about it no no I just I, it's like supposed to be the biggest like sports sports team like in terms of like financials and stuff maybe in, in at least in the entire eastern uh conference whereas that but they should be they should be doing well like you can think of the knicks and like the history that they've had and how but i just weird how poorly they're doing these days in the last several years and how like they're diehard fans like even the celebrity fans that would always go to the games those ones are even starting to like jump ship because they're just not like they're choosing to not put their money into the organization when it's going down the wrong path until they're able to change course yeah i mean i think a lot of them are now just going 
Nets and supporting the Brooklyn Nets instead of New York Nets. So, mm. does that have anything to do with Jay Z uh, and his ownership or his ownership stake? Does he still own part of that team? Or you know, that's quite an interesting question. I would I'll do some more research on that if that would be a reason why because of like certain celebrity ownerships or whatever like that. I mean, that's right. something I'll look into. Um, but I could see why another reason why Brooklyn Nets would be because of Kevin Durant, you know, just growing yeah. the team. Um, Kyrie Irving now a part of that team. But so they have, they will and have. It's not the strongest team, but it's obviously better than New York Nets. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's interesting that those secondary market teams, like like I don't want to call them secondary, like because of their skill level currently, but just if you historically, if you look back, the Clippers have always been sort of the B team in LA and the Lakers have always been that A team. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see that sort of shift happen. Yeah. In both coasts. Same, same, but it's, it's, it's a new day. It's a new day. And seeing Los Angeles Lakers and Clippers competing against each other is quite entertaining to watch. So that's a game I would advise you to watch one of these days during your quarantine days one of the previous games yeah i think it's good for the city actually to have two strong teams because if you only have one and then the other team is seen as a joke it's not really balanced but if you have two teams that could at any point kick each other's ass or kick other teams ass is ass is is <laughs> then then like you've got you've got like a you've got a, a stronger city in general which is pretty interesting yeah i the only like downfall i guess to like let's say los angeles right now compared to like four or five years ago is mm-hmm. uh in terms of tickets so like if you want to get a cheap ticket to go watch a game you would right. go and buy a clippers ticket right yeah yeah yeah. that's not a thing anymore probably no that's not a thing because now you got Kawhi on that team and you know so it's like you got two hot teams in los angeles good luck yeah getting cheap cheap tickets yeah it's not gonna happen yeah <laughs> oh man so yeah the reason why i brought that up is because i mean in the nhl they've been discussing expansion and there's going to be a new uh, seattle team coming not the coming year but the year after i believe they're starting in 2021 2022 season and so what that's going to do is that's going to create a bit more of a west coast rivalry with the vancouver canucks because they've never really had their own authentic rivalry team in the past they've tried to be rivals with calgary with colorado with a bunch of other cities but they haven't been natural it's been like sort of just based on circumstance but like those teams like for example calgary and edmonton that are in the same state those are huge rivals and they always have these back and forth where one decade one team wins and the other decade the other team's better so i think it would be nice for the vancouver fans to be able to have something like that geographically so i think that would be a cool thing coming up but also the other thing is that they're they're also considering having a second toronto team in the nhl which like for us in canada the big markets are obviously toronto montreal vancouver so if any of those cities were to have a second team at the the same time it would probably be toronto just like la and new york have those second teams in uh like like for example in new york there's technically the rangers and the islanders and there's also buffalo new york that has a team and there's new jersey which is like just off to the side a bit and then like la has got those couple teams that are there as well so it's interesting that that Canada hasn't had that I think they're afraid that the market size is too small but I still feel like it would work in at least Toronto maybe not Vancouver or Montreal for now but I think Toronto could definitely pull off having a second team there's probably thousands and thousands of of disgruntled Leafs fans since they haven't been uh, successful in the last I don't know 50 60 years so I think I think some of them would probably turn to to the second team and hope that they maybe can turn turn their city's luck around Possibly. You know, though I was thinking, you know, in terms of hockey, would it be like, what would be the purpose of having a second team for a lot of these cities, really? 
it's just it's just market i think i think when if they find that like those highly dense uh states or cities like, like new york city for example have so many people and it, it's pretty much got the same number of people as like one of our like man let's say manitoba like manitoba doesn't i mean just has it has a team recently saskatchewan's never had a team but like new york city can have two or three right because it's just the density of the population and and usually if you're you just sort of cheer for whatever team you're closer to in terms of geography. Like if you're closer to one arena or closer to one part of town, like if you're on the west side of town, uh, like for example, the Brooklyn Nets, you'll cheer for them if you live near Brooklyn, right? You won't necessarily cheer for the the Knicks in that situation. So right, right. Yeah. That, that sort of thing. I don't know. They're just, I think they're always just thinking about where they could possibly expand to different teams. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I have, actually, sorry. Before we we go on to other other sports, or I mean, we're not necessarily going to be talking about too much more. But I wanted to talk to you about the uh, the Lakers, Kobe and Shaq beef, and how you think that that sort of um, that because that was a historic thing where they were obviously they were teammates for a while. Uh, they played really well together, whether they had beef or not at the same time. But then also after when when Shaq was sort of ousted from the team i guess they wanted to make sure that they kept kobe happy which is totally understandable and Shaq had to sort of find a new home what do you think what do you think was the impact on the lakers having these two top guys on their team never really like always wanting to be the big guy like the, i don't know was that an ego thing what, what do you think led to that situation it was definitely an ego thing for sure and i know uh Shaq has obviously apologized since <clears throat> like everything had transpired like at this point in time i know he had um apologized for everything before kobe died uh yeah. but uh it was definitely an ego thing uh on the court i don't think it really really affected much um mm-hmm. but it did at the same time which is why they had to send Shaq away i mean if they had to keep one obviously they kept kobe yeah Shaq is a little bit more one-dimensional in his gameplay and i think kobe definitely offered more to the team a lot more to the team so but it sucks because Shaq was really a, a one of the key players to the team at the time um and I did have a lot of respect for Shaq at the time and I still do I still do and I think he's a great great individual and I love watching him when after like you know because he hosts a lot of these sports yeah he's a character he's a really funny character person person he's a good personality Actually, I would say for that type of thing funny enough he he has one of his homes is very close to my auntie and uncle's place in Santa Monica California so I remember oh. every time I go visit my uh, auntie and uncle I always do a little quick walk around the neighborhood to see if I could spot him so I always have my eyes out <laughs> nice do you go there often to visit um just once a year if I can well right now I haven't been able to because of COVID-19 that's true that's true you keep on you keep bringing it back to that that's true yeah <laughs> so happy with it you know like it's really yeah. devastating i'm bored to death not like 10 out of 10 bored to death you know at one point before COVID 19 hit i thought maybe i was considering possibly being an introvert and then as soon as uh-huh. 19 hit i'm like hell no i'm a <laughs> extrovert yeah i i don't know i mean as i've gotten older i've been more comfortable at home but i think deep down inside if i don't see like friends or if i don't talk to friends fairly regularly i, I lose my mind yeah. no offense to obviously my quarantine buddy over here but i think i think if i if i have like i don't think i could survive this like long term it would definitely be knowing it's a short term and there's and there's an, a light at the end of the tunnel definitely helps me get through everything she, she just put the l sign up to her forehead right now uh, just in the background i would have i love you fernanda you would be a great uh great buddy to be isolated with yeah she, she's pretty cool yeah she's she's for the most part pretty great to hang out with yeah 
I made, I made a good choice uh, locking this one down for sure. Um, all right. Well, I just wanted to say uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I think I had a really fun conversation with you. I always have fun, very, very fun conversations with you. That's why I thought it'd be great to have you on. And you handled yourself masterfully, I have to say. You were nervous, but there was no reason to have been nervous. Thank you. You rocked it. You rocked all, everyone's socks off. Yeah. Everyone who's listening right now, the thousands and, and hundreds of thousands of people who are listening are all wondering where their socks have gone to. Because you just knocked them out of the park. <laughs> subscribe to Cave on and Friends today and give a thumbs up if you like today's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like you just want people to like thumb up their screens? I, I don't think there's a way to track that. But <laughs> anyways, so uh, yeah, again, thanks again. It was it was. Thank you for for finally uh, giving us some of your your precious precious time because I know it's, it's it's a very valuable commodity. Like you said, a hot commodity. Uh, we're gonna play you out with some Calvin Harris and Dua Lipa. It's called One Kiss. Bye everybody. Bye. One kiss. May. Mm, 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 mm,